Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I take the time to gather evidence of my belief in my connection to spirit. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And for those of you who've been saying we want more huge, gritty, juicy spiritual content, well, we're delivering, aren't we, Jane? We are. Today, we're going to be talking about how to channel. Yes. And yes. I feel really, really passionate about this because I have helped a lot of friends over the years to do this. It's not something I've ever done in a coaching practice or anything, but it's such a cool tool and it was a journey for me to learn to do this, but it is a process like anything else. It's, it's a muscle that you exercise and use that with the right exercises and the right repetition and practice, you can achieve. And it's very, very cool. It's a very misunderstood and little known about thing. Um, you know, I'll have people come to me for a reading and they don't quite know what word to use. They'll say, uh, I'll say, have you ever had a reading before? Oh, yes, but she was a medium. I say, well, what am I? Well, you're a psychic. What's the difference? And then they say, well, I don't know. But it, there isn't really. Clairvoyant, channel, medium, psychic, we're all actually doing exactly the same yes. thing. And you don't have to be a paid you know, person in the professional psychic whatever realm to be ca- counted as one. Your average person in their sitting room who is receiving any kind of information is channeling. Now, I will go so far as to say, okay, let's take the really big obvious examples. Picasso, Beethoven, oh, yes. Einstein. Da Vinci. Steven Spielberg, they're all channeling. Walt Any, Disney. Walt Disney. Anyone who's in the arts, music, writing, poetry, sculpting. Inventing, how, scientists. Thank you. Nikola Tesla, you name medical it. Medical researchers. These, anyone, yes, inventors in particular. Anyone who's getting these flash brilliant. Steve Jobs. Look at the oh. alien if there ever was one. Like, <laughs> hello, tall, thin, long fingers. He was a bloody alien. Oh, God, you're getting onto another topic now. That'll freak <laughs> right, people out. Back to how to channel. So... There are people all over the world doing it every day, but they don't call it that and they don't know what it is. If you speak to someone who is in the arts world, they'll they'll usually say things like, yeah, you know, like time just disappears. I put my fingers to the piano or I sit down with a pen and paper late at night and I look up and it's three o'clock in the morning and it felt like 10 minutes had passed. They're going into some mysterious zone. Well, I was about to say zone is the way you will often hear people say I'm in the zone. zone. Don't interrupt me now. I'm in the zone. That's right. Or I need to get into the zone or I'm waiting for the muse to strike. You know, Hey, also, if you interview or speak to or research any top, top exec businessman, from your Donald Trumps, who Correct. I doubt ever talks no, about the spiritual world. No, he does. He has, a whole, oh, does he? he has a whole chapter in one of his books devoted to what he calls his hunch. Ah, okay. The hunch. Well, this is what I was going to get to. So you, you, your Donald Trumps, your um, Richard Bransons, all of these amazing businessmen, they will all say that one of the key ingredients in, in every entrepreneur's success is listening to their intuition or their gut feeling. Same thing. I've Different a, label, same thing. I've met a professional level, level champion poker player who uses intuition at the table. Not not to make money through gambling, but to make But you can, there's no there's no right or wrong with them. Well, but but the point is they've actually got a higher purpose of what they want to do with that money, which right. has to do with charitable right. outcomes. So it's it, yeah, you can use channeling for the stock market. You can use it for you know, how to navigate the the heavy relations in your family, the family dynamics, if, if it's a really muddy mess, you know, on an interpersonal level. You, the point is, if someone says, why channel? Why channel? Because, okay, let, let me put it to you this way, like a small story. 
when I was a journalist, I insatiably wanted to know everything about everyone and everything, and I haven't changed. So when I discovered that I could actually talk to the universe, can you imagine the field day that that opened up? I was just sitting in bed at three o'clock in the morning with my brain going mental, thinking, this means I can find out the meaning of everything. Like, where, where do you stop in the answers and the questions? Like, there's no, there's no limit. This infinity point of, of the kind of knowledge. And what is knowledge? Power. Information is power. It's not information for information's sake or to overload your brain like you do when you get up and read 10 years to papers that you don't have to before you go to work. It's, it's deliberately selected inquiries to further yourself as a soul. And that's what channeling is. Jane, do you want to say anything else on that topic there? Well, I, I think there's so many. I love the examples you've given of how many different ways there are that you can use this tool. For me personally, I use it to go into each person's individual energy to find out what's going on at a deeper level that they can't either consciously get themselves or I'll do it. So, for example, with clients, with clients, yes, yes. But I'll also do it with, like, for example, my husband will come home from work and he might say that somebody, one of his, his staff members is behaving in an unusual way. And I'll say, well, do you want me to go in and see what's going on? And so I go into that person's energy and then spirit gives me the words. Now, is it spying? No, because there's sort of this beautiful, loving deliverance of the message that is so compassionately understood that there is no judgment, there's no spying, there's nothing but pure acceptance. And then I'm able to give that message to Simon, who can then turn around and nurture that person and help them through whatever is going on. That said, I believe that. But that said, there's another another level of that, which I've been fine-honing myself lately, which is if you do really fine-hone an ability to be able to see, you don't just go poking around anywhere you like. There has to be some respect for the fact that others can't see and there are boundaries with souls. So you don't use it to sneak peek on a boyfriend. You don't use it to sneak peek on no, a celebrity. No, 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 this is my intent because my Correct. intent is so pure. Correct. I get the most beautiful, pure information and I actually have never had a block. No, I know. So it's about intention is what yeah. I'm saying. It's about if every time you come into a practice like channeling, you are only going in to find the best and highest good with unconditional love for all those involved. And I'll tell you what happens if you don't have high intention. Oh, boy, you're going to be working with lower-level energies and vibrations that are going to really muck your head around because they're going to give you little bits of things that are so truthful that you're going to truly believe that it's all happening and you're getting great wisdom. There's going to be a lot of negative, dark, manipulative stuff going on. I saw that happen very clearly for years with a very talented medium who was working very much in the shadow side. Very, very interesting. Yeah, it's fascinating. The way that I put it to people, I might have said this on a previous podcast, I don't remember, but really, believe it or not, the spirit world is absolutely no different to the human world, as in um, there are the kinds of friends and people that you choose to associate with, hang around and spend your time with. You know, I, I stick to well-lit areas, alfresco cafes at night. I go out in a group. I, I say to you numbers and, and you know, I'm, I don't make friends with serial killers. Uh, likewise, when I got to the spiritual world, I'm not poking around the dark alleyways. I'm not looking for – it's almost like what you'd call the black magic or the the desperate needy spirits who who have agendas. You know, Where going, you're trading, you're doing a deal. You're going in with the highest – and it's just the same as real life. Yeah, but we have to touch on this because we're going to start teaching people how to channel 
you want to make sure that, that everybody is, is working at the highest intent with the highest vibration. You know, you do have choices in life. You can let's just take some really stereotypical kind of examples. You could take something to the dodgy porn shop down the back alley where the guy's sitting at the counter with a gun smoking a cigar, you know, and you might get ripped off for a shittier deal or you might feel a bit unsafe there. You might meet some un, un, like some shady characters while you're in there. Or you could, you know, maybe go and do your research, speak to some money lenders, shop around, speak to some nice people, weigh out their opinions, wait till you resonate with a certain stockbroker, go with him, improve your money slowly over the long term. Like, there's choices you can make with how you handle your energy in life and where you put your energy in life. And it's no different when you go to upstairs, okay? So so the first thing that we'd say is when, when looking to channel, I would ask yourself why. What information am I looking to get? Is it to self-further? Is it for self-knowing, self-growth, self-knowledge? Um, second of all, what is your intent? Do you have some sort of a ritual or a practice that you set the stage before you just go plunging in? Do you do a little prayer, a chant, send an intention? I mean, for those of you that, that don't know, before every single podcast show, for example, Jane and I will always sit together and do, for lack of a better word, what we call a prayer, which is prayer basically we set our intention. We call in, like I said before, for the, the best and possible, Best and highest good with unconditional love, we go in with a very clear intention about setting ourselves aside, bringing through the purest, clearest information that we can to help all of those of you who have also put up your hands at some level to join with us and listen, which is a really beautiful feeling. And again, it all goes into the feeling. You can feel when you're on track with these sort of things. You can feel when it's resonating, when it's in alignment, and when it's when it's in truth. You can also feel when it's... Yeah, it's, it's changing on me. It's a bit wishy-washy. It's a bit grey area. I don't really trust it. It doesn't kind of feel good. I'm in doubt about it. Well, you know, and again, don't get into the brain with that. We're not talking about what, what your head thinks. We're talking about how does your body breathe the truth to you about the energy that you are holding. I'd like to start sharing about how I learned to channel because, Beck, I think, well, you can tell your story after, but I think yours was more I'm a, freak a of nature though. Yeah, exactly. That's right. I actually had to work at this. This is a skill I acquired. It wasn't something well, yes, we're all born with it, but it was a, a, a suppressed gift that I had to work at learning. So for me I started with Relearn, um, relearning. Relearning, that's that correct, thank you. Remembering. So I started with automated writing and I started with a question that I wanted help with and um, and at the time, it was to do with my family dynamics that I needed some help and wisdom on how to handle a particular situation. So I got pen and paper out and I wrote the question. And then I just took three really slow, deep breaths. And I kind of tried to still my mind and try to let it go and just start writing. Now, I wrote for about, about three quarters of a page and my hand got really sore and I had to stop. And then I read it back. And when I read it back, I realized that the first sort of part of the paragraph was very much me. It's probably what I was hoping would happen or should happen or whatever. But then the rest of the message, the vocabulary changed. It wasn't, I just knew these weren't words I used in the order they were used in. And the message actually was very simple, but it was perfect. It was the solution. It was a suggested solution and it was great. It came from somewhere other than you. It did. Now, you could question, is it my higher self? Am I connecting with spirit? Subconscious brain? It, exactly. It doesn't actually really matter. What I was looking for was an answer to a problem I had that I couldn't consciously come up with the answer. And what did I do? I sat down and five minutes later I had the answer. Pretty bloody cool. 
So what else I observed was that my writing changed and that I could feel this energy coming through my arm and I was holding the pen differently. I was holding it very tight and I was writing really an unusual writing style to mine. And that's why my hand got very sore and I couldn't write anymore. So I could only do like two paragraphs. And so I played with this for over a period of time. And then I started getting a bit bold and I'd say, well, you've got something you want to know. And I'd start practicing with friends and I'd write, write, write. And then one day I just got this message in my head, just popped out out of the blue, which, you know, you're in the zone, there's a message. You start typing. And so I started typing and that was the start of my first book. Well, it started with my first blog called Thoughts on Love Life and All That Jazz. And I would do probably about 750 words to 1,500 words blog each morning. And it was incredible the wisdom that was coming through. And you can't deny it because you know it's not you. So I practiced typing for a long time. And then I started getting radio opportunities. And as I'd always called in my team whenever I'm meeting with anybody, I call in my team and for upstairs management, as Beck says, and I would ask them to help me to bring through, you know, the best wisdom and advice and help this situation to go really well or this opportunity or this connection. And so as I was going into radio, I was doing my normal ritual of calling in the team. And in the early days of doing radio, I used to record it and then I'd get back home and I'd play it. And I started realizing they weren't my words. And it blew me away when I realized I didn't know that. So I might have been on doing a 20-minute piece on air and maybe 15 minutes of it was all the stuff that I sprout all the time. But in amongst it were a few golden gems that I didn't know. You didn't know where, how they slipped in and where no. they came from. Yeah. And I realized I was starting to channel. So then I did it more and more. And as I said, it's practice, practice, practice until you get to a point where you've gathered so much evidence that this is trustworthy wisdom, that it is always there, that it's not going to fail you, that you can sit there and say, okay, what do I need to channel now? So if you really aren't aware of this, everything that you're hearing Jane and I say on all 90 plus episodes of this show is channeled. When Jane and I don't talk like this in real life. We are very ordinary. I think we need to do a podcast where we're just talking. Just talk normally. Right, next podcast, we're just going to talk normal. I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously, when we banter like this, we, we switch out of it. But the minute we either of us go into a stream of information, we don't Jane and I aren't sitting here with notes. You know, we, we occasionally would do two minutes of preparation before a show or we'll talk about the show. Generally, we don't. We say, what's the theme? We sit down, we close our eyes, and the universe delivers to you guys the content. You know, I, I don't know half the stuff I'm talking about on this show. That's why Jane and I always have this joke. Like, I'll say, Jane, this is happening in my life. And she'll be like, did you? You need to go back and listen. Did you hear last week's episode? Because you told yourself <laughs> the answer. And I'm like, did I? What did I say? You know? It's true. So, you know, when we get these absolutely beautiful emails, which we're so grateful for, or, or, you know, Facebook messages saying, thank you for our podcast. Guys, we love being thanked because we are the vehicle. We're the instruments. That we are just doing the work of upstairs management. They're the ones with the incredible wisdom. And believe me, as Beck just said, it helps us. So often we go back and listen to our own stuff and oh, go, yeah. wow, in fact, I remember when I started recording these radio pieces, I'd come back and think, gee, that chick's pretty cool. I really want to know her. I like that wisdom. <laughs> Speaking that herself, right? Now, I also want to say for those of you that have read Neil Donald Walsh's um, Conversations with God, oh, I mean, that is yes. exactly how he started out. He sat down with a pen and paper. He wrote a question and the universe began to answer. And what do we yeah, have? It was a questions and answer. He wrote what? Q&A. However many books that went on and on, it was all Q&A. So to bring it back to 
I mean, practicality, it's a fantastic way for you to start in your own life. Have some quiet time, light a candle, light an oil, do a prayer, do some slow breathing, sit down, get out that pen and paper. Now, here's the thing with all psychic work. Straight away, you're going to go in with all your humanness. Yes. Your human yes. brain goes, Self-doubt. I made that up. That's ridiculous. That's not true. That's just me. This feels silly. I feel embarrassed. This is stupid. Nothing's happening. Nothing's coming. What's this? Da, 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 da. The more you can just say to yourself, shut up and get <laughs> out of the way of yourself, the quicker and faster this process is going to bloom in you. Look at children. When they do make-believe, you watch children playing sometime when, they're in the, when they are in the zone. They change brainwave states. They go into theta, I reckon, or somewhere like that, and they're, they're purely lost to the outside world and they're so absorbed in their game that there is no part of them that's going, you sound silly when you just said that, and that was, that's ridiculous, that would never happen in real life, and, and you know, well, what would your other friend think of you if you do this in the game next? Like, they, you just don't. You don't, you don't self-censor and self-edit as a child using your imagination or in any imagination for that, for that regard. You shouldn't be. So psychic work is a very thin step away from imagination, and that's why a really good way to enter into psychic work is to daydream, fantasize, and imagine and create. Again, it's why so many creative people end up their their channels. Um, One of the things I also want to say is that, you know, through these early stages of, well, particularly when I was doing a daily blog, I there were days that nothing came, and so don't be alarmed and think, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it. There, and I look back on those days and I think I either needed a rest, or they were nights that I that that perhaps the night before I had not had a great night's sleep or I'd had bad food or too much wine or whatever it was that was blocking a pure yes and it will it, it will. channel it yeah. does and and there are times too that I would find well for a long time like Beck said the three a.m. Um, wake up where you're suddenly going oh my god look at all this wisdom I've got here all these answers. I also found I actually had to ask them to give me a good night's rest because in that stage when you start opening up, they're there. You ask for help, they are there like a shot. Like you've got this whole team around you going, woohoo, yeah, bring it on. They love this stuff. Yeah. So they are with you. And so you do sometimes actually have to ask them to leave you alone. Now, I just want to break it back down to real basic building blocks for people who have never, never done this, okay? So now, and that's why I meant about I'm a freak of nature. I had been dabbling in some psychic and meditative sort of, sort of ish sort of work, but basically what happened for me is a girlfriend asked me a question one day in 2005. I closed my eyes and I didn't stop answering her until an hour and a half later. Now, that is a massive download packet and that is where I learned that I had the ability to channel and somebody's car alarm has just gone off, which is highly annoying. So please, I hope you can hear it. I hope you can't hear it on our recording. Okay. So what I want to say is that your average person, if you can have that kind of breakthrough, more power to you. You're a powerful old, powerful old goddess or wizard and off you go. For the average person, now let's talk about how you receive information. It might not be a word. It might be a thought, uh, something like what I would describe as almost like a blurry memory, like a knowingness. It might be a color. It might be a shape or a symbol. Um, It might be a sound wave, you know, like a sound. There's going to be all these different impressions that you're going to get immediately you know you might get goosebumps you might get see someone's aura or you might 
just you know, in, in stuff that that seems ridiculous or illogical, the same number keeps appearing or presenting in your head, or, or, or why am I thinking of clovers? I'm getting a four leaf clover, something about a clover, things like that. So you might just get little grabs of information to start with, little snatches, puzzle pieces, and then it's up to you to relax and not pressure yourself too much, but just say, okay, well, what what can I make out of this? What what, what does this mean? What dots can you join? That's right. So you need to be very gentle in go with the first impression that you have. The first oh impulse. yes, that's Don't important. Second guess, something will yes. flash through your mind and you'll think why am I just thinking about pigs that's ridiculous that means nothing okay I'll just go on to the next thing no 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 no. stop go back to pigs go back to pigs whatever it is the weirder it is the probably the more impactful it's going to be yeah right and I think we also did an episode on was it talking to the universe I think or connecting with the universe. I don't know when it was. It was a while ago. We talked about gathering evidence to believe in the universe of, you know, gathering angel feathers or little feather, white feathers. Was that and the E squared book by Pam? Yeah. 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 Oh, was that about manifesting? I can't remember. But I, I, look, I know it's in the archives. Um, so this podcast isn't so much about helping you to believe in the universe. This is more about you already believe in the universe and now you're wanting to tap in, turn on and uh, get it all happening. Okay, I've got a tip as well. Now, this is a tip to do if you've got another friend who's open to this stuff and the two of you would like to start practicing together because that's a really cool thing to do because my other advice is when you first start to want to practice to be psychic and it's all about practicing. This is like anything. It's like a muscle. You go to the gym, you build it up. You've got to do it lots and lots and lots of times, first of all, to get your confidence up so that you stop second-guessing yourself, secondly, so you can start to receive clearer, faster and quicker, and thirdly, so you just get damn good, basically, at understanding your own process and how what your signature style is. Because, like I said, clairaudient. Yes, everybody's so different. Yes, clairaudient, claircognizant, clairsentient, and clairvoyant, and everyone's going to have. Or some people will just do numerology, or they'll just do, you know, kinesiology, or they'll just do tea leaves or palms. But the everyone's other thing that we have too is that we've got people that are using multiple things. So, for example, in the early days, I would also use angel cards, right, combined with automatic speaking Absolutely. or whatever you want to call it, channeling. Absolutely, and, and you know, people will combine two or three or four or many different little. Tools together. So the pendulums, you know, pendulums, pendulums, you know, yes, no answers. The the, the kind of people you want to be surrounding yourself with in these early stages are the sympathetics, like the people who are open-minded, they believe in you, they believe in it too, they're happy to give it a go with you so so that you're in a very safe, nurturing and protective environment to start with so it gets shut down or crushed straight away. Um, Actually, and on that, I remember saying to my mum, oh, this is so cool, I'm learning to channel, blah, blah, blah. Well, she just looked at me as though in horror, as though I was going to go in and examine her mind. You know, that people have a, right. have a a fear that you now have access to information that they believe should be private to them. Oh, listen, if people say to me, you know, I'm, I just don't like this stuff. How do I know that my dead grandmother isn't looking at me when I'm on the toilet? You know, and I once had an ex-boyfriend say to me, well, how do I know that you're not coming in and checking what I'm masturbating and what I'm thinking about? I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> People get got more important things to do, <laughs> and and spiritual ethics. I'm not poking around like that, but um, so and the team that you work with have their ethics as well. Spirit guides, you know, yeah. If you're working with the right ones, they're only yeah, going to be exactly. It, it fascinates me when I hear people saying, "Oh, I went and saw a psychic, and she told me that you know I'm going to lose all my money, and you know, it's something really fear based, or you know I'm going to get an illness and die, or whatever." Yeah, like the team that I work with don't work that way. They because, might say something like. You know what? I'm getting a message that is really important for you to go and visit your brother. That he's feeling like he'd really like to connect with you. So you know, maybe go and do that. That's what they would say if the brother was going to die. 
you know, they're not going to say your brother's going to die. They're going to say no, so that they're giving you the gift it's, of it's you not, go and see them and then, hey, if that happens later, thank goodness I was given that message to go and see him. It's not empowering to dump into someone's lap, oh, I see a miscarriage and a car crash and yeah, a death. Yeah, that just puts them in paranoid it's, fear. It's in, it, that's power play and that's that's irresponsible spiritual ethics. But it is empowering to give people yeah, the knowledge and the, the power and the emotional game, what they can do, the tools yes. or what Jane Empowering. is saying. Absolutely. So, I, I will never, ever deliver. And I don't – as soon as somebody tells me they've given something really fear-based, I red discredit flag. them. Red Absolutely. Flag. Red flag. Okay. So an exercise that you can do to get out of your head, sit down opposite – let's say I'm sitting opposite a girlfriend – and she's going to start to play a word association game with me. So she's going to fire a whole bunch of words at me that I have to answer so quickly that I can't think. And then she's going to start to bring in a bit of psychic content. So, for example, she'll say red and I'll say flag. She'll say crocodile, I'll say water. She'll say firefighter, I'll say hose. You know, fish and I'll say pond. And then she might say something um, like um, <clears throat> maybe it's something personal for her that I don't know about. Right. Like let's say she's thinking of a personal decision about whether to I don't know, live in – um, she's been shopping for houses and there's two at the moment. She's got it down to it's either going to be the white house or the cream brick house. And she'll say white or brick. And I'll say brick. Ah. And, and, but you know, but you've got to be careful with this stuff because, because you might still be warming up. But this is how you can start to in- integrate in just to see what your automatic impulses are. Cool. On some of this sort of knowledge. Get out of your head. Yeah. The you know, fastest to get and, out of actresses, your head. Um, actors and actresses sometimes do this kind of, it, again, all of the artistic fields already have some interesting tools in place for how to, when they talk about the writer will say, I can't find the muse. I haven't got the creative flow. I need to do something to unblock my writer block that's their language for i'm not in connection with spirit i'm not open as a channel right now what can i do to unblock and get back into alignment yes so you can borrow tools from a lot of those other industries that use the actors have all sorts of techniques they do to warm up or to you know the dancers will do stuff to get into their bodies again it's really really cool yeah that is cool isn't it that is cool so i also feel that when people are exploring this is to not put too greater expectations on the outcome just get like childlike curious curiosity and inquisitive like it's a magic little game it's you know it's fun like, it is it should so be, much it fun it should be nothing but fun yes, to start with yes fun, exactly fun, fun. exactly and so try to get it as you were saying try to get out of the way of yourself but it's also try to get out of the way of yourself in your expectation mm, a very All light-hearted right? approach yeah. must be brought to this yes quite serious subject matter but you know i always say you look at buddha the fat one the chinese one not the skinny thai one he always looks a bit miserable but the chinese <laughs> one <laughs> the chinese one what is he doing he's laughing he's jolly he's got his hands on his big belly and he's laughing and spirits spirits are the most fun loving beings in the universe they've got nothing to worry about they're more evolved they're lighter it's about joy it's about pleasure it's about uplifting people should walk away from a reading or a channel session with you on three foot of air if you've not if you've finished channeling and you feel heavy and darker than before you haven't been channeling or you've been doing something that's totally wrong for you trust me this is this is self-empowering self-liberating oh, it's, self-actualizing it's a real buzz mm. sorry go on. okay i was going to give one more technique for people who are, who are trying to ease into it probably a great thing to do would be to trot off and find guided meditation CDs and start to listen to them, particularly in the realm of hypnosis work. There's a lot of, you know, listen to this five or 10, 15 minute um, podcast or, or MP4, three, whatever it is, where you lie down, you know, non-interrupted, turn off the phone, turn off the light, lie down 
and really let your mind travel with this with the guided whatever it is you know the the hypno experts will take you into realms of the unconscious brain you'll see symbols and colors and things like dreams you know the guided meditations or the guided past life regression cds will lead you down a big staircase or through a door or down a corridor through a maze they use all of these ancient archetypal stuff that, that the brain responds to really well again that gets you outside of yourself so you can go into a deeper level of access of i love it when you do the one that takes you to the akashic records akashic right well if you want to be do the masterclass and go right down to the Akashic Records, which is this kind of idea that there's a great big library, quote unquote, somewhere that contains all of the information you could ever wish to know about your soul's journey, your past lives, your future lives, and your, your journey through time, energy, and space. So you can go back and find out facets about and again, this leads us to why, why channel? Why channel? Because you can find out, why do I have, why have I always had this block? Why have I always had a phobia of ships? Well, maybe there's a past life there that you can unlock if you know how to look for it. Why do I not trust that man? I've got no reason to. I barely know him. I don't trust him. Maybe if you can go back to a past life regression, you can find out what the relationship was previously. It's, it's self-arming the, the self with knowledge. Like I said at the start, it's a way to, open up i mean there's a point where it's like a parlor game which is fun entertaining and it's light-hearted but then there's a point where you go slightly deeper and you start to say these are extraordinary tools yes. for me to use to navigate this lifetime to my best possible purpose and if you want to see an example of somebody channeling who i believe is one of the best in the world is esther hicks oh yeah so if you want to google either esther hicks or the teachings of abraham there are hundreds of free youtube clips that she's got up they've got loads of products you can buy amazing channeling and how do you know someone's channeling because during the process of their speech they don't say, say um. um they don't stumble over words and the other thing is that they can usually be very, very, or she can be very, very funny and not laugh at her own jokes, which is something that comedians find very hard to do. I take the time to gather evidence of my belief in my connection to spirit. Thank you so much for joining us once again on our Love Life show. We love all of you very, very much. Please come and find us on thewellnesscouch.com, on iTunes or at Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash Love Life Show. And until this time next week, have a lot of fun practice, practicing, exercising those psychic powers and opening to channel. Life is perfect. I'm not trying. It's just happening.